All right. Welcome everyone to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. I'm Corey Novotny, and this week's episode is going to be very different than what we normally do here. No Brian Wells, no guest hosts. It's just me. And I won't even be talking about sports in this one. I'll be talking entirely about The Bachelorette as the latest season concluded on Monday night with Katie Thurston's journey to find love ending in an engagement to Blake Moynes. I'll give my thoughts on the finale and really the entire season in general, how we got to that point. We'll talk about Greg and that entire situation and plenty more from the season. Just going to have a lot of fun with this one. We're going to look ahead to Bachelor in Paradise. Very excited for that to return after a two-year absence. And if we're lucky, I'll wrap up this week's episode with a top five Bachelor-themed countdown that you won't want to miss. So with that, let's get started. So if you're still listening at this point, you might not care about the uh, normal sports topics that we discuss, Uh, you know, not really care about listening to those, but hey, I'm a fan of sports and The Bachelor, so I won't rule out that some of you are. Maybe you just like listening to my voice, doesn't matter what I'm talking about, even if it's a ridiculous dating show like The Bachelorette. But uh, I do want to give a quick programming note. So we won't be releasing any new sports episodes in the next couple weeks. We'll be instead recording four different NFL season preview episodes going through the different divisions. We'll actually have four guest hosts joining us. Um, We just recorded the first one, our AFC East and NFC East preview That one will be released on Monday, August 23rd, and we'll uh, release the other three during that week and then the following week, August 30th, and I'll include something in the description about that. So, you know, hopefully if you don't care about The the Bachelorette, you don't miss that and you know when, uh, when to get back to the regularly scheduled programming, but... That's not what this episode is. This is very different for multiple reasons. Uh, First of all is the fact that we're not talking about sports at all, which we have only done in a couple episodes ever. Uh, Most recently, back in February, we had my friend Kenny come on the show, uh, comes from my hometown and Brian's hometown, where where we both went to high school together, my my regular co-host, who he'll admit, he can't really talk a whole lot about stuff that isn't sports. He's very limited when it comes to pop culture. And uh, The Bachelorette is certainly not something he has much experience with, which is why I'm doing this alone. And, yeah, that's another another aspect to it is that I have only recorded one solo episode ever uh, back in February 2020. I got some good reviews on it, but I was like, ah, I like having co-hosts. So I'm going at this one solo. 
because my regular co-hosts don't care about the show. But I did have actually multiple people reach out to me asking my thoughts on the show. And a few people even said that I should talk about it in my next podcast. Well, because my next couple podcasts are about football and they're not being released until later this month. Uh, you know, by the next time I have a regular sports topic, you know, that is being released right after recording it, it'll have been a month after the Bachelorette finale. And at that point, this will kind of be old news. So I decided that, hey, let me just go ahead and record an episode that's entirely about the Bachelorette. And uh, maybe I have a lot of new people who tune in. And if this is the only episode you ever listen to, well, you know, thanks for listening. But I will say that even though we are a mostly sports podcast, we put the mostly for a reason. Every episode we, or at least almost every episode, we talk about non-sports topics, usually in a top five at the end of the episode. Might have one of those to conclude this one. Uh, We also sometimes answer five questions, and uh, for the most part, those topics are not directly related to sports, Um, particularly with the top five. We tried to have something that's totally unrelated because we want to give something for anyone, and if the top five is not related to sports, then you don't have to be a fan of sports to enjoy it, and ultimately, I want to have as many people listen to my podcast as possible. That's why I create this content is for people to enjoy it and talk to me about it and give their thoughts on it, which is great. I always love that. I love hearing from fans. Um, You know, most of the time fans are like my dad or some of my closest friends. It's, uh, you know, not very often that it's random people, but hey, maybe if I throw a couple, uh, you know, hashtag the bachelorette, hashtag bachelor nation and the, uh, the Twitter and Instagram posts for this podcast, I'll get some, uh, some random people reaching out to me. And, you know, if you like this, then we can continue to do more. So without further ado, let's start actually talking about The Bachelorette. And let's kind of start with some background on The Bachelor franchise. Now, you may be wondering, how does this guy who's obsessed with sports get into a show like The Bachelor? Well, it actually was my love of sports that got me into it because my senior year of college, I was invited by some friends to join a fantasy bachelorette league or fantasy bachelor league on the ESPN fantasy app. And I was like, I I love fantasy sports. I love fantasy football in particular. I'm good at it. I want to try my luck with fantasy bachelor. And here's the thing. I'm going to play this, but I'm not going to watch the show. I'm just going to make, you would make like, you know, answer questions and, uh, you know, this is about things that will happen in the episode. And I was like, I'm just going to guess and I'm going to be better than everyone. And I'm going to rub it in everyone's face who actually watches the show because I'm a super competitive person. So I did that for most of the season and actually was, I was actually successful with it. I, I was in like second or third heading into the hometown dates. And at that point I was like, you know, I'm doing really well at this and I want to win. So I think I'm actually going to start watching the show. And it was at that time that um, my friends who were, some of them also in the league, others, they just enjoyed the show. They didn't join for whatever reason. They all decided we're going to get together and we're going to watch it. And the first episode I watched was Hometown Dates. At this point, it was Nick Vile season. And I went in not really expecting to love it. 
I made sure to bring a bottle of wine because I was like, I feel like that's what you do when you watch The Bachelor. You drink wine and maybe they'll make me enjoy it more. And I don't know if I needed the wine. So it was Andre Strawberry Moscato, not high-end stuff. I'm not a big wine fan. I love Andre Champagne. I used to drink that at tailgates all the time in college. And to me, Andre Strawberry Moscato felt like it was uh, an appropriate drink. And I love the Strawberry Moscato and I love The Bachelor. I became hooked instantly watching it. And I think part of the reason why is because of a love for a different reality TV show, competition show, Survivor. Um, I watched Survivor all throughout middle school and high school with my family. I didn't keep up with it when I went to college, but I still had um, a lot of love for the game, partially because I played it with you know, childhood family friends every year uh, when we went camping and then eventually on beach vacations. I just became a huge fan of it, loved the whole elimination format, and uh, The Bachelor was very similar to that. Now, obvious differences, you weren't divided into tribes in The Bachelor franchise. You have everyone's teaming up to vote people out instead of just one person who's calling the shots, but it's the same idea. Every week you eliminate more and more people, and ultimately you have just a few people in the end and then one winner. So there was obvious reasons um, you know, for me to fall in love with a show that was similar to a show that I already loved. And yeah, I, I don't know, maybe it's a hopeless romantic in me as well, but I just, I, I couldn't stop watching at that point. I kept going back every week. We would all get together and it even got to the point where it was in the finale. I'd only been watching for a couple weeks at that point. And it was a three hour episode. It was during spring break though. Most of my friends were already out of town. I wasn't leaving until the next morning. And I just watched the whole thing on my couch by myself. And Raven Gates was my my first bachelor crush, if you will. I was very disappointed when Nick didn't choose her. He chose Vanessa. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was it. That was not my first, I, I instantly had my first heartbreak from watching the show. So I, uh, yeah, and I, I kept watching it and I've watched almost every season, uh, whether it's Bachelor, Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise since then, and still a huge fan of the show, but I do say almost every season, there are a few that I missed. And one of those was Matt James season of the Bachelor. And that kind of brings us to where we are now, because for, you know, most of the time I've watched the show, it's run on a very solid schedule. Start of January, The Bachelor starts, goes through middle of March. After the final rose ceremony, you bring out the new Bachelorette. She meets all of her guys, goes off, starts filming. New season comes out end of May, runs through the beginning of August. And then we switch to Bachelor in Paradise, which is just a totally different format of the show. Something refreshing, something fun to look forward to at the end of the summer. And then that ends in middle of September. And then we're done. We're done until January the next year when you have the new batch that comes in and the cycle repeats itself. Now, COVID messed all that up because we had Pilot Pete's season of The Bachelor in January. We were supposed to have Claire's season in May, but when they wanted to start filming, that was when COVID became a pandemic, shuts down production, and they're not able to get to filming until the summer. So we don't have it until October. And they 
ABC did not delay The Bachelor as well. They just kept it going. So there was only a two-week break between the end of The Bachelorette, you know, the end of Tasha's season when she took over for Claire, and the start of Matt's season. So at the time, it was during the height of COVID, and I currently live in North Carolina, but I grew up in New Hampshire. And I wanted to be home for Thanksgiving. I wanted to be home for Christmas. And I didn't want to fly multiple times during the pandemic, you know, right in a row like that. I thought it was irresponsible and just not appealing to me. So I drove up from North Carolina to New Hampshire right before Thanksgiving. And I just stayed. And I wound up staying through all of January because I just didn't have a ton of incentive to go back to North Carolina. I didn't really think I was missing out on anything. It was good to spend all that time with my family. And the thing with my family is none of them watched the show. Uh, My mom has kind of talked about at the times wanting to get into it. I know she's watched episodes in the past of the show. Uh, But just recently when I was watching this current season just a few weeks ago, she was making fun of it. And so she's just not someone who's going to get into it. So I don't have her to watch it with. And then my dad and my brother certainly are not going to get into it at this point. So whenever I would watch it, you know, the end of Tasha's season, I'd have to watch it on my own. And oftentimes I wouldn't watch it right on Monday night when it came out because I'd be watching other stuff with my family. I'd have to find other times to do it when, you know, I didn't have family obligations. And because there was only that two-week gap between The Bachelorette ending and The Bachelor starting, I just didn't have incentive to get into the, you know, Matt season of The Bachelor. I finally caught up. Well, not caught up. Tried to catch up and didn't even try. I watched the first episode like three, four weeks after it started. And I just was like, I don't really have the incentive to keep watching. So I, I barely got introduced to Katie. Uh, you know, in the first episode, she was notable for showing up with a vibrator, giving it to Matt. Uh, so, you know, she was someone that I kind of knew of, but I didn't watch again until the very end. I, um, I wound up watching the, the last two episodes. So I saw the fantasy suites and then, you know, the final thing with everything that happened with Matt and Rachel and Emmanuel Acho. And um, at that point, Katie was eliminated. She's no longer on the show. So I never got to know her. So I came into The Bachelorette not really knowing a lot about Katie, um, you know, not knowing anything about her season. I don't know what happened with her and Matt. I don't know anything about their connection, but I heard a lot of great things. Like Katie seemed like she was super down to earth, really cool. You had the whole sex positive thing. I think that there was a lot of lot of reason to like her. And immediately I was a huge fan of her as a bachelorette. Like I I went into the season fully wanting her to end up with someone that I liked and someone I thought would be great for her. Uh this wasn't a case of me, you know, rooting against her, like hoping that she ends up with someone that I, I don't like. Um which is something I have done in the past, really, with, with Bachelors. Ari is the one who stands out the most. Um, but, yeah, in, uh, in Katie's case, I think it was easy for me to be a fan of her and instantly start to gravitate towards some, some of the guys on her season. So first guy who I really became a fan of was Connor when he came out of the limo dressed in a cat suit. 
Normally, I'm not a fan of the the weird people who dress up in costumes instead of, you know, wearing their best dress or their best suit and tie, make that great first impression. But it worked for Connor. He killed it. It wasn't even just, oh, look at this weirdo. Like Katie was like, oh, I'm in love because she loves cats. So great. He did his homework. And there was that instant connection. There was a little instant spark. He did end up kissing her on the first night. Uh, So it seemed like everything would be great with him. And then fast forward a week or two, Michael A. And I I fell in love with, you know, Michael A. and his prospects at the same time the rest of Bachelor Nation did when he starts telling us all about his uh, his wife who passed away. They were married for a long time. They called Sweetheart. And he uh, was left just him and his four-year-old son and him wanting to find a mother figure for her, you know, wanting to find that happiness that he hadn't had since his wife passed a couple years prior. And, you know, he had a, a few lines that, you know, made everyone's heart melt. It was the one about, you know, being lucky to fall in love twice or whatever. Um, yeah, and I, I think that Katie was very receptive. She was not scared by that at all. Um, not scared by the fact that he had a child or was widowed. And that was another one just easy to root for. And then the third guy who I really became a fan of, um, I believe it was in episode four. It was the uh, episode where Thomas finally was booted off the show, and that was Andrew S. And a big part of the the Andrew S. thing initially, he's a football player. He had the funny British accent. I was like, all right, this guy's kind of cool. But in that episode, when they're on the group date and all the other guys are just focused on telling Katie that Thomas sucks and he's fake and he's there to try to be the next Bachelor, not for her, Andrew was the one kind of voice of reason guy who was like, uh, we're not here to just get rid of someone. We're here to form a connection with Katie and, you know, see if we can be that person, not worry about any of the other guys. And I, I like that attitude a lot. Uh, you know, obviously Katie was appreciative of Trey, you know, being the kind of the leader of that um, you know, t- tell me everything I need to know about Thomas. Uh, he ended up getting the group date rose, but Andrew really won the group date with his Taco Bell and candy. Uh, you know, he actually had a romantic experience with Katie rather than just uh, talking about some other dude. And I, I mean, let let's kind of like sidetrack on that. When has it ever worked that a guy? on the bachelorette tells the bachelorette about some other dude and causes this drama and you know whatever like snitching or whatever you want to talk about it and they say oh i I think he's fake i don't think he's here for the right reasons when does that ever happen (laughs) that guy ends up being chosen in the end i i can't think of an example i feel like (laughs) that person that's just there trying to sabotage other people they never form a connection and they get sent home very early because of that now, I understand wanting to protect Katie, but in the end, who had the most success out of uh, you know those guys who had opinions on the matter? It was Andrew S. And then, I guess the last guy that I'll talk about who, you know, for the whole show, from the beginning, from, from that first episode, was viewed as the, you know, the number one, the favorite was Greg. He gets the first impression rose. He gets the the uh, first one-on-one date with Katie. 
And I think Greg was someone who you just kind of, I don't know if, if rooting for necessarily, but you're like, okay, Katie likes him. There's a connection. There's chemistry there. Uh, and I'm not a great judge of guys. Apparently he's really hot. I know a lot of girls think he's the hottest guy on the season. So I understand them loving him for that reason. Uh, but naturally it made sense that you're like, okay, if these two end up together, then great. Katie's going to be happy. Greg's going to be happy. It, it makes sense. Um, so while he wasn't my favorite, he wasn't someone that I, I necessarily wanted. Like he wasn't my number one choice. I was totally content with him. And now, I mean, the other three guys I talked about, Connor, Andrew, Michael A, bam, 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 back-to-back episodes. Connor gets sent home because Katie doesn't think they have the the physical connection that she's looking for, which which kind of sucked hearing and seeing happen. Um, I'm glad that by all accounts, uh, you know, Connor isn't just like some terrible kisser and it's just him and Katie because you had that girl on the, uh, the men tell all, I, I think she was a plant. Um, but still that was cool. And then it sounds like, uh, based on a bachelor in paradise preview, someone directly calls out Katie saying that she's a liar, that Connor is a good kisser. So Connor has his redemption. We're not going to dwell on that too much. Um, and then Andrew gets sent home, which still do not understand how he didn't get a hometown date. I, I don't understand how, you know, after that one-on-one, because he, him and Katie, like they had an amazing one-on-one. I felt like that was an awesome connection. That was just another reason to love him. And yet she chose Justin over him made no sense to me. Um, you know, I, I kind of got that Justin was in that final five, but I was, pretty sure that he was number five i know that they had a great connection on their one-on-one he was the first guy to kiss her but um it really felt to me like andrew was a better guy for her and the fact that she chased after him after you know sending him home and he came back and you know wanted to end things on a high note and said oh if you change your mind i'll be waiting but i was glad that andrew decided not to go back into the game and uh you know stick to his ideas that he wanted to be his future wife's first choice and he didn't want to be rejected by her twice. I think he made a great decision on that part. Um, and Katie missed out on a great connection by sending him home. Uh, and then of course the following week, Michael A quits the show because his son FaceTimes him and says, daddy doesn't want to see me anymore, which I mean, do we know for a fact that the bachelor producers didn't work to make that happen? Uh, because it, it feels like that that's something that they they could have easily done, you know, somehow, uh, however they did it off camera, whatever. Because I think ultimately, as much as Katie really saw her making it to the end with Michael and her, you know, raising his son and, uh, you know, all that, I think in the end he would have been sent home um you know by katie so maybe that was just a way to not make her look as bad and uh you just you know let let michael leave we have that built-in excuse oh his son uh you know misses him and doesn't you know doesn't think that his dad wants to see him anymore so doesn't conspiracy theory i'm not gonna sit here and get all pissed at a four-year-old kid um anyway Back-to-back-to-back episodes, my three 
favorite guys get sent home. And now I'm just left to kind of, I don't want to say reluctantly, but it's like, all right, I guess I'm all on team Greg now because like I said, I didn't like Justin being there. And then I wasn't a fan of Blake showing up a few episodes in and making it that far. Uh, first of all, he had, I mean, we he's a veteran on the show at this point. Send him to paradise. And then the other idea is that, okay, so he slides into Katie's DMs. They have like a little conversation. Why couldn't they have kept it going? Why couldn't they have dated and, you know, fallen in love off camera? Why did he have to come in the middle of the show? And it feels like we're just kind of cheated out of an entire season by something that could have happened in any other format. Um, but I guess before we get too much into Greg, uh, Blake, let's, let's talk about what happened to Greg. So it seems like Greg and Katie have a great hometown date. Uh, you know, the Greg gets very emotional seeing his family, seeing his sisters on camera, just talking about his dad, just really getting in his feels, uh, played basketball with Katie earlier because on Katie's group date, she, she took him fishing and outdoors because that's what she did with her dad. And Greg wanted to do something with Katie that he did with his dad and to him it was playing basketball. So it, it just felt like there, that was great. And, uh, you know, Katie was very open about the fact uh, that she planned to keep Greg around for another week. He was going to get a rose. He's going to make it to the final two, said that to his family. And, that's kind of where things start to fall apart is that Katie is, you know, she's treating it as the whole bachelorette. Whereas Greg, you know, he, he pours his heart out to Casey as, you know, to Katie, you know, he loves her and everything and that he just wants to be with her forever. And, um, she doesn't want to say I love you to more than one guy, which that's that's totally fair. I mean, that's something that I believe is Sean Lowe is before I started watching. He said, I love you to the last two girls. And that was a huge deal. And I know that in most seasons, whenever you had, you know, the, the, a guy or a girl said that they love the bachelor. They say, I know you can't say it back, but I want you to know my feelings. But there are times where like the bachelorette or the bachelor would respond with like, Hey, I'm falling for you. And I guess that's not fully saying I'm in love. I feel like that could have been a reasonable response, but instead Katie just sits there and stares and smiles at Greg and Greg's like, uh, you're really not going to react to that at all. And he understood to an extent, you know, the whole process of, uh, you know, Katie not wanting to say I love you when there are other guys there. But at the same time, he didn't fully care anymore about the whole competition at that point. So I understand him being upset because, like, as much as we can sit here and say, dude, that's what you signed up for, it's still real life. Like, there's still people that are developing feelings for each other and they're thinking about lifelong commitments. So I think the the human side of you has to kind of acknowledge that and say, hey, you're asking people to go on a show, meet someone, and then 10 weeks later get engaged to them? And I understand why there's a lot of skeptics about that. I get it. Like, I'm entertained by this show. I don't think I could you know, fall in love with someone and get engaged to them in that kind of environment that quickly. Uh, but 
you know, obviously it does happen. And I think a lot of it is just that these people, as much as we can say it's only 10 weeks, like their entire lives are devoted to seeing if they have a connection with this one person. And then when they realize they do, getting them to fall in love with you and that way you can actually walk out the show engaged like the, the show wants you to do. So um, I, I understand, I, I do think, understand the the criticism but at the same time I, or, you know skepticism but at the same time i do think that a lot of these are real and that's kind of what makes it so tough and you get this whole debate about oh is, is greg gaslighting katie i know katie used that phrase in the um after the final rose which i felt like she was just pulling random things that she saw on the internet talking about greg's acting career oh that people are throwing that out on instagram and um yeah, I guess I I don't think it was gaslighting. Um, I do think that Greg was being genuine. Uh, I don't think that Katie responded in a way that should give him any kind of validation in the moment in terms of the I love you. I know she gave him validation throughout the season. Uh, but, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you're number one right now. And, oh, you're going to be here next week. Like, that's that's not enough to Greg. And I, I get that aspect. But at the same time, it's like, like Katie said, if you really loved her, why would you leave like that? Why, why can't you just, like, accept, like, hey, you're almost there at the end, like what Katie was saying. It, it was just so frustrating. And now I'm just left, like, I don't even know how to feel about it. Am I on Katie's side? Am I on Greg's side? I'm not on either of their sides. I think that they're both kind of at fault with how that played out. And I'm, I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason. So I think that with the way it played out, that was kind of what needed to happen because like Greg obviously had some kind of issues. And, you know, Katie, as much as she can say that Greg was the number one, he wasn't the only one at that point. And, I think that her connection with Blake was uh, very strong at that point, even though if it, it seemed like Greg was still the the number one guy at that point, I, I get why she wasn't ready to fully commit to him because she wasn't totally sure. Um, and it's, it's un, in some senses unfortunate, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that's what was meant to happen. So... Now Katie's with Blake. Apparently she fell in love with him during their hometown before Greg's hometown. So I don't know if that's her just trying to cover for herself because during the after the final rose ceremony, Katie was going way too in on Greg, like to the point where it's like, there's definitely feelings here still, right? Like that that's not a, a crazy thing to think. And I get like being upset about how that played out. But if you're happily engaged to Blake, you're in love with him. You know, I I get this idea that she feels like she was played by Greg, but wouldn't you not care as much anymore? It's like, thank you for doing that. Like, hey, yeah, you do kind of suck, but whatever. I, I don't know. I guess they're not two people who should be friends anymore. So I guess maybe I'm just reading too much into it, but it, it, and I felt like things got a little too messy there. So as for Katie and Blake, you know, I'm happy for them as a person. I'm not happy as a fan. Uh, you know, like I said, I think it's kind of uh, ridiculous that Blake just joins midseason and gets to participate on the show when it feels like there are way different ways that this could have played out. Uh, 
off camera and we could have just had one bachelorette. You know, we had Michelle all ready to go. We could just have had her be the bachelorette and we don't have to have a full year of just back to back to back to back bachelor series. So I, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to root against Blake and Katie. I mean, it seems like they're in love. They're happily engaged. She said in her recent Instagram post that she's going to move to Canada. So good for them. And all I can say is I'm glad that Bachelor in Paradise is starting right away. There's, there's no break because I can just immediately turn my focus to that. So um, I don't want to like go too much into it because I don't want to, I'm not someone who enjoys spoilers. Like I feel like there are times where they show way too much in the previews on the show. Like they want to show people like kissing and falling in love, but it's like, okay, well now I know a bunch of relationships that form. Um, so I don't want to really get too much into it, but I'm so excited about it. I'm a huge fan of Bachelor in Paradise. It's my favorite format. Um, I just love that everyone goes to Mexico. They're all, you know, just chilling on a beach. They're drinking margaritas and other island cocktails. It just sounds like a great experience. And I like that everyone gets challenged. I like that every time you think there's a great relationship forming, someone new comes in. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? Are they going to leave for this person? Or is this relationship strong enough that this new person isn't going to change it? And I think because of that, it does lead to you know greater success. It seems like a lot of the um, big couples, like marriages from the show, have come out of bachelor in paradise so i'm a huge fan of it i really think anyone can watch it and enjoy it i think that you know a lot of guys who kind of say like they make fun of it um i think they would love it i think they'd be like me i was very skeptical of the show i thought it was dumb and then i gave it a try and i instantly became hooked so if there's anyone listening to this just because they you know they like the podcast they like to hear my perspective on things, whether or not they uh, have much of an opinion on them themselves, I would certainly recommend to uh, add that, add this show to um, your, your weekly routine. Uh, even though it is, it is a bit of a commitment. Um, I believe that they're still doing two episodes per week, four hours total. Um, certainly a lot, but I, I think it's, it's worth it. I think it's awesome. Uh, they're also going to have guest hosts this year, which uh, I'm, I don't miss Chris Harrison as much as I thought I did. I thought that it would be different not having her around. And honestly, we barely saw Tasha and Caitlin this past season. Like they were there for like the rose ceremony. I feel like Chris was around a lot more and it almost felt like he was kind of irrelevant. Like they, you know, Tasha and Caitlin were there for Katie when they needed her and they were there to provide updates. But they, I don't know if you can call them hosts, like they just kind of were, were there along for the ride. And uh, it was all about Katie. I think it was, it was kind of great with that. And I'm certainly excited to see some of the, uh, the guest hosts, uh, David Spade, Lil John, Titus Burgess, Lance Bass, uh, and others, according to Wikipedia. We'll see. I think it's six weeks. So I'm guessing that they'll each get one week and yeah, super excited for Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I love that Demi is back. Uh, Demi Burnett, she was my favorite um, on season six two years ago. I'm excited to see if she remains my favorite or, uh, you know, how much she's changed in the the two years since then. 
So, yeah, super excited about this season. I think it's going to be an awesome cast, and I plan on hosting a viewing party, at least for the premiere episode. Really, right now, I'm trying to decide, do I go with the Paradise theme and make margaritas, you know, Margarita Monday, or do I stick with the Bachelor theme and just you know stick with my wine, stick with my Andre Strawberry Scotto? We'll see. I like the idea if I'm hosting people to make a nice cocktail, so a nice uh, margarita for everyone. Um, but at the same time, if people aren't going to drink it, I don't want to get stuck with a ton of margarita mix and not, you know feel like oh, I guess I got to drink margaritas all night and uh, all week. So um, we'll see what I end up going with. But yeah, regardless, super excited for Paradise. So I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that we do top fives on He's Done It, and I mentioned wanting to do one in this episode. So the uh, the, the first idea that, that came to me um, that I want to do, question whether I should do it, but feel like it would be a fun one for the listeners at home, is go through my personal favorite women to come out of the Bachelor franchise and women I most want to date or, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, ones that I'm willing to risk it all for, if you will. So <laughs> with that, I guess let's do it. Uh, my favorite Bachelor contestants in today's top five. Not two, not three, not four. Top five, top five, top five. And yes, that was our little top five intro. LeBron James, NBA superstar, Drake, famous rapper, musical artist, actor. And uh, yeah, very proud of that. That was something I came up with before the very first episode way back in February 2018. So um, this is the point in the episode where usually it's the, the non-sports stuff. So if you want to jump ahead um, in normal episodes, listen to some top fives, this is where you do it. I don't know. Do I really want to go through this? Like, it'd be weird, right, for me to just talk about these women and say, "Oh, these are the ones I think are like super hot and stuff." Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's really a good idea. Like, I know I kind of did this top five teaser, but um, yeah, I I don't know. Um, McKenna Doran, Christina Schulman, Victoria Fuller, Tia Booth, Hannah Enslas <laughs> in reverse order. <laughs> Ah, uh, man. Yeah. I mean, okay. I guess we can kind of go through some of these. McKenna, to me, like, I just think she's so cute. I always saw it, like, on her season. She was on Pete's season that he she was, like, kind of attainable in a way. Like, I, obviously not really. She lives in British Columbia, Vancouver. I'm, I'm not going to move to Canada for a girl. But other than that, like, I, I could definitely see her falling in love with me. I, she's not, like, a supermodel like some of the others, and I think that adds a, a little bit to her appeal. And then, yeah, the supermodels, Christina, Victoria, enough said. Tia. Tia was one of the, the first crushes. I already talked about Raven, my first bachelor crush. And then Tia, her, her childhood friend, also from uh, – Arkansas I can't remember the name of the the town they're from but yeah Tia was someone who just I instantly was enamored with in the same way I was with Raven I think just the the whole like southern bell kind of thing and she's just super down to earth fun like constantly cussing on the show 
And uh, fun fact about Tia, she actually used to date a guy, get this, named Corey, who, get this, spelled it the right way, C-O-R-Y. It was like, are you kidding me? Like, she, like she, she's just toying with me at this point. Um, I don't know how that relationship ended, but I can't imagine she's in a rush to date another guy named Corey. So she'll just be a dream for that reason, just uh you know, she chose the wrong Corey too early. It's uh, unfortunate she doesn't know what she's missing. And then number one, Hannah Ann. I I love Hannah Ann. She's she's my all time favorite. Um, instantly became a huge fan of her on Pilot Pete season. And if uh, if I actually had the opportunity, you know, just to to date one girl from the Bachelor franchise, Hannah Ann would be my number one choice. I actually loved that she was connected to Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs, uh, two backup quarterbacks for the Pittsburgh Steelers, my favorite NFL team. I was like, well, if I can't have her, then one of them. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Hannah Ann's my favorite. I do apologize that that was a weird thing to do, but hopefully you had some fun with that. Like I said at the beginning, it's the top five you won't want to miss. Um, and I did specifically choose women who aren't at least – on Instagram in a relationship, engaged, married, um, you know, <laughs> don't want to get too weird with them, but yeah, that's, uh, that's my top five. So that'll wrap up this episode and, uh, please tell me what you thought, um, thought about me, I guess, doing it a solo episode and just in terms of the bachelor and the bachelorette and just the the season finale give me your thoughts you know did you enjoy it do you agree with me do you disagree with some of the things i said and should i continue doing this uh, i would love to get a ton of feedback i always want feedback on the content i put out whether it's about the bachelorette or sports or anything else so um certainly appreciate that and we'll see as bachelor in paradise goes on i might make some time at the end of our episodes to uh you know, give a little recap before closing it out, uh, you know, after doing all of our football talk and whatever other sports we talk about in September. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't know me in person, you just find me randomly, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, cnovotny915, on Twitter at he's done at Corey. Not super active on either of them, but you can also follow our podcast accounts, which are He's Done It Pod on both Instagram and Twitter. So with that, once again, I'm Corey Novotny. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.